So the story of your life. And, you know, as, as I, I wrote in a little caption, there are two stories. There's the true story. And then there's the one, the story we're telling ourselves about our life. And uh, I, don't, I don't know that any of us tell ourselves the true story of our lives. Uh, because the problem is we... The story we tell ourselves are based on our aches and pains. They're based on circumstances that are taking place around. They're 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 taking. Uh, we tell a story about based on what's a, how I think somebody looked at me. What I think they are thinking when they looked at me, and I will tell myself that story. And of course, it's not a true story. Even if someone is giving me great praise. Uh, and I uh, take that on. I say, oh, look at that. I'm praised. It's not the true story. The true story is I'm a beloved child of God. It's that simple. That's the true story. I looked up the definition of story, and there were two things that I, that I liked. And one says, an account of imaginary or real people and events told for entertainment. I like that one. And then this one, an account of past events in someone's life or in the evolution of something. And the example they use is the story of modern farming. And I thought, okay, uh, it's, uh, there's stories. And I like that, for the purpose of entertainment. And so we looked up, hmm, that's why we tell a story. I, for years, I always had a hard time if somebody told a story and they changed the events, the details of the events. I, my mother used to do that, and other friends have done that. And I say, no, no, it happened this way, this way, and this way. And then I heard, I heard a woman uh, who's, she's big in, in, the, in the Christian world, but she said something very funny. She's all head, but she's also from the South. And she said, I never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I've since heard a few people say that, and they say it meaning to be humorous, because I guess ultimately the story doesn't matter, does it? But uh, when you change the details, sometimes it, it can rankle us because I already had a definition of myself based on what I believe were the true details or the facts. The facts aren't always the truth, but they're, they're just factual. The, but the, the facts don't tell me the meaning. The facts just tell me what happened, assuming I'm telling honest facts. Because I, I've also seen people make up facts. It's like, are you kidding me? That never happened. Oh, yes, it did. No, no, really, it did. I was there, too. That did not happen. You're making that up. You might believe it at this point. I, oh, I remember I, I went to make peace with somebody once who had uh, made up a huge story of things that had happened that clearly had not happened. And I said, look, I'm not gonna be a crazy maker and tell you, you didn't experience that, but it didn't happen. And uh, that rankled them then. Uh, and it's like, so what do we do? The story, is, uh, is the story you're telling connecting you to God or disconnecting you to God? Let's look at it that way, that story. There's a story in Luke chapter 15, we've heard it relentlessly and I used to think, oh no, we gotta hear this story again. But it is the story of the prodigal son. And I got bored with that story until I understood it. 
And since then, I've never been bored with the story of the prodigal son. I think it's a fantastic story of the love of God, that we are loved no matter what we are telling ourselves. And even though we may not get to experience that love in our consciousness, and the reason we don't get to experience that love in our consciousness is because we have told ourselves a different story than God's story about us, than the story of love about us. We have told ourselves somehow we are incomplete. We have told ourselves we are somehow separate from God. We have told ourselves that uh, you know we are not loved or lovable. We have told ourselves that uh, either we're not getting all that we deserve or that we don't deserve all that we are getting. We've told ourselves story after story after story based on our aches and pains, based on how we are treated by others, based on how much money is in our pocket or our bank account, based on our hunger levels, based on our career, based on our home, based on the world we see and look at. Yeah, when you look at the, the riots that happened uh, at the Capitol, we all had a story about it. Most people I know that story is, that's terrible, that's just awful. But how many of us, when that was happening, said, God, tell me what's actually happening. Tell me so that I may know and not make up a story. I'll be honest, I did. While having my sensations, while having my opinions and judgments, I still prayed to know the truth of what was going on there. That does not make me virtuous. It means I'm practiced in that because I, uh, I just can't afford my stories uh, that I make up for the purposes of entertainment. And, and, and it's, it's so impressive, the stuff we will make up for the purposes of entertainment, I mean the nasty, cruel stuff. You know, we watch we watch TV shows that are just people are killing each other and hitting each other. Oh, you hit after you kill. You know, it's like people are hurting each other. People are dismissing each other. People are hurting themselves in these TV shows, and we can't get enough of them. I know some of the things David and I have watched, and my stomach is in knots, and I can't wait for the next episode because I I I I. I What's going to happen? What are they going to do? How, how will good win out? And lately, more and more, while good wins out, it's not as good as it used to be. And that is interesting to me. It, it's, you know, the conclusion, the, the good isn't as good as it was when I was a kid watching TV. Uh, uh, the good guys are iffy. The good guys have just as much doubt about God as the the bad guys, and, and, and they're just written to win. Now it's about winning and losing more than good guys and bad guys. And, uh, and good does not seem to outshine evil. It just stays in confusion. I don't want my story to stay in confusion. Do you? Do you? I said in the opening prayer, I said our prayer... It, the purpose for that is for conscious communion with God. That is why we pray. Conscious communion 
with God. I'll get back to the prodigal son. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten. I, uh, but con so let, let's just hold on to that. The reason I pray is for conscious communion with God. And if you didn't know that before, know it now. Now back to the prodigal son. So the young son, he asks his, he has a, he's, he has a brother, but the young, younger of the two, he asks for his inheritance, his one third of the estate while his father's alive. He wants to go out on his own and deal his oats as it were. And the father says, sure, here you go. And he goes off to what we call a far country. So what he did was he went out and he buried himself, let's say, in senses, in sensuality, in things that would uh, feed his body, feed his loins, feed his ego. And I'm guessing he had a great time for a while. And then there was no money because suddenly there was a famine. There was a famine over there in the far country and his money was gone and there wasn't food to feed him. And he had to go work on some people's farms to just to eck out enough to eat. And he found himself that he, he was eating what they fed the pigs and he was a Jewish boy. And so he suddenly, he's, he's down to eating what the, the pigs ate, the slop. And, and he felt so awful and he thought, you know, maybe I could go back to my dad's uh, place and I, he would let me work in the fields with the other servants. I know he treats them well, you know, I'll be well fed and I'll have a roof over my head and maybe my dad will do that. So in case you don't know, he heads back home to his father's place. And his father sees him, his father who's a man of stature, and he sees him at the end of the driveway. They didn't call it that then, but the end of the driveway. And he runs to his son. He runs, a man of stature ran to another instead of having the other run to him. And he hugged him and said, my son is home. Oh my gosh, my son, he was, he was lost and now he's found. He's come back to be loved. He's come back where there is just an abundance of love and no reason to forget it. And, and the son says, uh, I've come back to ask you if you'll let me work for you. You know, can I just work in your fields and be a servant here? And, my father, and his father says, a servant? What are you talking about? You're my son. I love you. And he yells to, to, to the servants, Fix a bath, get my son a robe, get him some rings. Uh, let, let's pull out the fatted calf and have a party. My son was lost and now he's found and he's home. He's home to be loved. And the son was shocked. He was just shocked to find out. Wait a minute, I'm loved, but I did all this stuff. And the father's like, so what? So what? You were never not loved. You just didn't know it. You told yourself, I'm making up words now, but within I can make up, it's a story. I can add to it. You were making up a story that you weren't loved because you had done these foolish things. 
But all you did were foolish things. You didn't do anything to not be loved by me. You're loved. So we're going to have a party. Let's let that be your story. You are loved. Now imagine for yourself that in spite of everything that has ever taken place in your life, and this is if you have ever forgotten. Some people just know they're loved. And, and so this story for you guys, you could just take this to pass along to others who have forgotten. But those of you who have forgotten, take on the story today. Oh, I am loved with an everlasting love and I can't not be loved. And it has nothing to do with my body. It has nothing to do with my body. My lovability has nothing to do with my body. It has nothing to do with my forgetfulness or my remembering. It has nothing to do with my money. It has nothing to do with my friends and neighbors. It just is. I am loved by my source. And what was this guy? You know, the father is the source. Uh, the father and the mother together, really. But, you know, the father puts the seed in and uh, creates a child. That source, we can use it, you know, to try to put it on physical terms. And so, ultimately, the Father in that story, he is the Holy Spirit, he is God, he is our source. And he's reminding us of what we are and who we are. And now that we have been reminded today, would you continue to remind yourself would you continue to tell yourself that uh, you are loved and can't not be loved? I took an action this morning uh, around somebody that I, uh, I, I, I have had a certain amount of jealousy around for a long time over in, in an area I haven't lived in in a long time professionally, emotionally, or anything, but I, I, I see their face, and, I thought, and that old thing came up, and I thought, well, this is silly. There is no competition, so I wrote to them and uh, congratulated them and thanked them for being around in the crucial years we were growing up, and, and I thought, set yourself free, Sean. Do not hold on to a story that isn't true. Yesterday, on my birthday, I... Uh, I was honored by a lot of people between Facebook and text and other things. We did not have a big party, but uh, I was honored in so many ways. And I thought, wow, they have seen a side of me I forget about on a daily, daily basis. Do people see a side of you that you forget about on a daily basis, perhaps hourly basis? Do you forget the good that you are when you step on the scale? Do you forget the good that you are when you go to pay your bills or when you forget to pay your bills? Do you forget the good that you are when you go to the store and somebody's too busy to acknowledge that you're even alive? Do you forget the good that you are when somebody's going the wrong way up the aisle at the store? They didn't notice that arrow. Do you forget the good that you are when their mask is down to here, if they have one at all? I rarely see somebody without a mask at all, but I see plenty of people who haven't even noticed it slid down. I don't want to forget the good that I am, and I don't want to forget the good that they are. 
I, I realize we're all going through something these days. We're all of us going through something. And I don't want my story to be us poor things. Nor do I want my story to be the terrible person who's endangering me. I don't need my anger to look for a home. I need to give my anger over to divine understanding so that I wouldn't hurt myself or anyone else. I have been taught in new thought and in metaphysics. There's an alternative thinking between my story, which is never true, and God's story, which always is. And God, while not a human, still has a story. And the story is love. The story is peace. The story is intelligence. The story is understanding and wisdom. The story is we are God's beloved children. We are good. We have always been good. We will always be good. I, I just, these two lines, uh, in regards to the prodigal son, I printed out. It says, it may be challenging to return to the father's house. But when we do make the decision to return, we too will be in for some great surprises as the prodigal son was surprised when he went home. And it says we can return when we decide that we are a beloved child of the source rather than a hired servant who is about to get caught doing something bad. When I returned to my source a lot of years ago, when I began to pray in earnest, and my prayers were not, oh, please, God. My prayers were, oh, God, I'm open and I am receptive. I am willing to know the truth because I know without a doubt that the truth is better than anything I could make up. I did ask for something. I asked for the lifting of the bondage of self. I didn't even know what that meant. And I do now, and I've talked about it a lot lately. The bondage of self, that I think everything is about me, that I relate the whole world and everything that is said and done and looked at in regards to me and how it affects me. That is the bondage of self. We are instructed to pray without ceasing, meaning to stay consciously connected to our source, to our supply to what we call God, to what we call spirit, to what we call principle, to what we call love. Let your story be one of truth and wisdom. And for a year now, we've been saying, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats. Well, there's a story in the storm that we've made up and there's a story in each and every boat that's being made up and there's a story about the storm that's being made up but what if we allowed the same story God's story to be in the storm and to be in every single boat to be in the water let's surrender our story today we know everyone has a story, and we know it all looks different. But what if underneath all of it, 
Our story is God's story. Are you willing? Let's find out. Thank you.